Hello everybody, Dr. Rick Wallace dropping in on you. Um, by now I'm sure that you have, well maybe not, it's not been, it hasn't been up that long, but you've seen the video where I addressed uh, the um, video that uh, was made by the mother of Bryce Gowdy, uh, the young man who uh, committed suicide by stepping in front of a freight train, freight train a couple of days ago. Uh, we talked about the failure of the community to be there for her uh, from family and so many other entities, organizations, and just simple community. Uh, we talked about the failure to provide adequate uh, support uh, for mental health for both Bryce and his mom. Uh, it may not have been obvious because she was grieving, but obviously she's struggling uh, too. Uh, she needs support and we we failed in that. And we, I mean, as a community, as a collective, no, I didn't know about it. And you, most people, I don't think anybody watching this knew them and knew uh, what they were going through, but because we're so disconnected, there were people right around them that were either unaware of what they were going through or non-sympathetic uh, to what they were going through. What I want to talk about here is more on the mental health side of things. We really need to do a better job of creating a mental health network. I was just speaking with one of my business partners uh, we also, outside of business, spend a lot of time doing work in the community, um, despite being in two different cities. Uh, we, we work uh, well together in pooling, in pooling resources, and we were talking about the need to have a combination social and mental health network. Social for the uh, purpose of helping people meet uh, their needs uh, in the community, whether it's getting bills paid, putting food on the table, keeping a roof over their head, um, and, and, you know, other things as well. Uh, but we also need a mental health arm because it is a crisis in the black community, uh, especially among black men. Now, black women are most likely to suffer from depression, uh, but black men are more likely to experience psychotic breaks because of the pressure and the uh, mindset that they can't admit that they need help because that makes them weak. That entire paradigm or premise has so many men struggling in silence, suffering in silence. Uh, and then by the time that it becomes an issue, it's often too late. Uh, what I want to do is I want to encourage anybody who is a member of the mental health community, whether you're a psychiatrist, psychologist, therapist, counselor, um, social worker, whatever it is, I would like for you to reach out to me. I would like for you uh, to email me at uh, CEO at uh, rickwallacephd.link. That's CEO at rickwallacephd.link or leave some uh, leave a message or statement of contact information in the uh, comment section of this video. We have work to do. Uh, we have a responsibility uh, to provide better support. Um, imagine being a young man, 17 years old, and you see your mom beat up, struggling, emotionally broken, uh, and there doesn't seem to be any help in sight. 
And pretty soon, within the next few months, you'll be leaving for college. And things will get better for you because you're an athlete and they're going to take care of you. But you're going to have to do it away from home and not knowing how your mom is doing. Imagine the stress of that. And see, young males, young young black males uh, deal with uh, situations, traumatic situations like homelessness and their mother struggling, different than younger teenage adolescent males deal with it differently than younger kids and girls. They take the burden on their shoulder. It's a bigger hurt, pain, frustration, and a difficult situation. And what we need to do is have resources there. Well, number one is there's no way that one of our sisters should be living homeless when she's trying. Uh, you know, you have some people that they've just shut down and they, they, they've disconnected and homeless is where they, they, they thrive and they'd have no desire to get off the street. But uh, when you got somebody and she's trying to take care of a kid, she's doing what she can, she's working and she's saying uh, that she's not getting paid on time and she's not getting paid in full. And you're sitting around and you're trying to figure things out and uh, all this is going on at the same time. Uh, you're watching your son unravel and you don't know what to do and because you don't have any resources available to you, you don't know what to tap into to help him. And so it's just you sitting up and you're, you're at a breaking point. And if you haven't watched that video, you need to watch it because her video is in it and you can listen to her and you can see just how distraught she is. But you can see before this happened, she was at a breaking point herself. She didn't have anything left in her and she was broken and she had said she had been begging for help for months and nobody's there. You, these are, well, this is a woman with kids and there were no resources. So we have a lot of work to do. Uh, but what I want to talk specifically about is the need to sit up and catch so much of what's slipping through the cracks when it comes to mental health, especially when it comes to black men. Now, I don't, I don't want to let anybody slip through the cracks, but because black men are light, less likely to report issues, um, there's fewer uh, resources that are readily available. And because of how loosely they're put together, it is so easy to fall through the cracks. And the systems are not set up and run with efficiency, uh, with attention to detail, uh, for the purpose of not allowing anybody to fall through the cracks. You know, it's so many. Uh, and I want to do whatever I can to pull uh, those who are willing to be a part of the solution together. So this is my challenge. Uh, if you are in any way involved, you know, maybe even members of the clergy who have uh, extensive backgrounds in counseling, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging you to contact me. Let's set up a network nationally. Uh, we need this in every major city uh, so that people in surrounding cities can come in and get the resources. We need to be able to handle it digitally, in person, face to face uh, and, you know, virtually and whatever other ways that are out there. Uh, to do it, but we need to set that up and we need to organize and it needs to happen quickly. So I'm hoping that you guys will get this and you'll share it. Uh, also, I want to encourage anybody out there that's going through something, reach out now, reach out to me and I will help you get the help you need. If it's something beyond my scope, I'll help you find who you need to help you. You are not alone. Uh, you are not alone. I don't want anyone out there to think that they're going through something and they're on their own. Uh, that's a message that we need to get out quickly and consistently.
that we're here for you. Uh, so that's my challenge. I want everybody to come in. And finally, for those who believe in the work we're doing at the Odyssey Project, uh, we need your support. Look in the description box, the first paragraph, and uh, it'll tell you how you can support the work we're doing. Uh, that's all I'm going to speak on that. Uh, so this is the, this is a message to all those who have the capacity to be of assistance. And maybe some ways that I'm not even thinking of, uh, but let, let's make it happen. Let's be a part of the solution instead of just being those who respond to tragedies. And on that note, I'm out of here.